Hello and welcome to Not a Fire Boot You First, the podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fan fiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they them, and kids, it's story time. Okay. What story are you gonna tell us, Tanner? The Mice and the Clockwork Bus by Rodney Pepe. Okay. D-Rat the Junk Merchant ran the only bus service for miles. His bicycle bus was made out of a roller skate and a cotton reel from his own junkyard. <laughs> Everyone called it the rattle trap because it was so dangerous and overcrowded. Each day the passengers clambered aboard to get off school and work. Each day someone fell off and had to walk the rest of the way. Rotten bus service! Stop your squeaking! Eek! I'm not pushing! When the rattle trap reached a hill, everyone had to get off and push. Only D-Rat remained seated, counting his money from the fares, and of course everybody was always late for work, even the judge. Oh no. D-Rat was a terrible driver, too. One day the bus tipped over going round a corner and all the passengers were spilled out into the hedge. Luckily, no one was seriously hurt. Dangerous driver! Wobbly mice! <laughs> that evening, the mice who lived in a shoe decided to do something about the rattle trap. We take our lives in our paws every time we ride in it, said Pa, and then everyone talked at once. I tore my dress, said Sue. Mick fell off again, said Anne. I had to walk, said Mick. I didn't push, said Mary. It's not safe for grannies, said Grandma. It's too crowded to knit, said Ma. They talked deep into the night until suddenly Pip had an idea. Why don't we build our own bus? I don't know why all my voices are now just coming out as pepper pots. <laughs> what a wonderful plan, said the family. Where do we begin? In D-Rat's junkyard, answered Pip. So the next morning they went to D-Rat and asked if they could buy a few things from his junkyard. D-Rat, who never trusted his own left paw, let alone mice, pointed to a pile of rubbish. Choose from that lot, he snarled. They picked through the rubbish and found just what they needed. They needed a lock. This will make the chassis. They needed a clock. This will be our motor. They needed an explorer's hat. It's a sun helmet. It's a pith helmet. This is a solar topi. Eek! Because he's falling off again. <laughs> and they needed four pulleys. What do we need these for? For the wheels, silly. Then the mice set to work. First, they attached the four pulleys with rope tires to the corners of the lock. Then they hammered in four pillars. Or fetch my knitting. Oops. Eek! <laughs> with much huffing and blowing, they managed to haul the clock into position. Then they strapped the clock to a key in the lock, and they built a spiral staircase. It doesn't say what they built the spiral staircase out of. Pa <laughs> removed the balance wheel and wound the clock. Woo! It's stiff. Need any help, Pa? The motor roared, the hands whizzed round, and Grandpa attached the drive belt to the wheels. The hardest job was to lift the hat over the spiral staircase and onto the four pillars, but they managed. They built a stairway up the side of the hat with a door at the top. Then they put in windows round the middle and made a balcony to keep passengers from falling off. This is safe! The driver's seat was on the top deck with seats all around shaded by a huge umbrella. I can see for miles! The controls went down past the playroom windows and threw the brim into the engine. At last, all that remained to build were the steps to the lower deck and a rope ladder to the brim. Wait till D-Rat sees this! What a clever family! The clockwork bus was finished! <laughs> Everyone came to admire the clockwork bus, except for D-Rat, who was out gathering junk. Everyone got a free ride on the first day. 
Paul wound them up the motor with some help from Pip. Grandma climbed into the driver's seat, and as they set off, everyone cheered. Yay! When D-Rat arrived in his rattle trap, he saw his passengers all happily seated in the bus. And with Grandma driving, nobody fell off as the bus easily climbed the hill. D-Rat was furious. I'll fix them, shouted D-Rat. He dug a big hole for the bus to fall into. Then he disguised the trap with twigs and leaves and waited, and waited, for the clockwork bus to return. At last he heard it coming and hopped onto the twig to watch. Then crash! He fell in. As the bus came by, everyone laughed and cheered to see D-Rat's head poking out of the hole. Digging for worms, D-Rat! <laughs> the next day, D-Rat had a new idea. He blocked the narrow road with his junk. That would stop the bus. Well, it did, so the passengers got off and cleared it. Unhappily for D-Rat, the junk rolled and bounced downhill onto the rattle trap, which was smashed into little pieces. Ruined my bicycle bus! <laughs> now that D-Rat had no bus, he was even more determined the mice would not have one either. As he watched Pip winding the bus, he had yet another idea. I'll steal that key, that's the plan, he said with a chuckle. So that night he crept towards the clockwork bus. Stealthily he removed the key. An instant too late, an alert watchmouse squirted a fire extinguisher at D-Rat, who escaped into the night like a soapy phantom. <laughs> Next morning, the watchmouse told the mice who lived in a shoe that their key had been stolen by someone very large and covered in sticky foam. The mice didn't have to guess too hard who the thief might be, and anyway, Mick was already following the sticky foamy footprints. <laughs> they followed the footprints to the junkyard and there was a sticky D-Rat hiding in a mug amidst the ruins of his rattle trap, clutching their key Caught you, said Pa We'll see what the judge has to say about this The prisoner was brought before the judge who was also one of the passengers Three years hard work, commanded the judge and since you're so fond of keys you can be a clockwinder on the clockwork bus I won't, shouted D-Rat Four years, said the judge the mice who lived in a shoe run the only bus service for miles. Their clockwork bus has cheap seats for all. No one falls off and everyone gets to work on time as long as D-Rat keeps winding the clock. And even though they have to put up with him, he's kept too busy to talk. <laughs> the end. Yay. So that was one of my favorite childhood books. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I also, I'll show you. So yeah, the clockwork bus that they make, it is created out of a whole bunch of junk and stuff. And the, like the author, Roddy Pepe, he made a, either he made or found this model. Oh, wow. And that's what he used to base his illustrations. And like it says in the book, it's got a lock and key for the chassis. It's powered by, I don't think it would actually run in real life, but they're talking mice. We're not going to worry about that. Yeah. It's got the pith helmet as the top with the balcony and all that. And looks really cool. And that's yeah. the thing that the, I'm sure myself and a lot of other kids were drawn to when they saw this book was that it just looked real cool, the bus and whatnot. Yes. And now there there are a few things I vaguely remember from when I was reading, which is, ah, oh, I feel bad that D-Rat lost his rattle trap. <laughs> and ah, oh, I feel bad that D-Rat got forced out of business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now fast forward to now. We have to, we set the book aside for a moment to talk about cars. Yes. They're everywhere. They are. Now I personally, I think cars could be better but also i don't think i'd be getting rid of my own car anytime soon even if we did have a more robust transit service i like mm -hmm. the freedom of being able to come and go when i please and not having to be beholden to a schedule that was the main reason i really liked getting a car when i first lived at home but obviously 
a more robust transit system would help out way more people. It's not just about me. Yes. Uh, especially if it was something that ran later at night and was more yes. well kept up, had a better schedule, and was more well dispersed throughout the city. Yes. Or any cities, really. As well as nationwide transit systems. Yeah. And could maintain bus drivers because a lot of them go into trucking. Yeah. Because there's more money in trucking. Exactly. And you get your air brakes if you go through uh, transit and you get that whole qualification for free. Yeah. And that's the thing is that transit is a good idea, but it kind of has this weird bad reputation because it doesn't get the upkeep it requires or deserves. Yes. And then we end up with so much road and road taking up everything and completely unwalkable communities. Yep. And all of the just lots that are used for parking. Oh, yeah. Which are nothing more than dust traps. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, Regina's not the worst. Regina, I would say, falls a little bit on the better side of things. But you look Mm -hmm. at a place like Detroit... Where I feel like every other week they're announcing they're tearing down a historical landmark to build a parking lot. Yeah. What's the parking lot for? <laughs> I don't know. There's nowhere to visit now that we've parked here. Yeah. I can I have anything left of that city. So I am taking the idea of the mice and clockwork bus, and I'm going to update it for a more modern-ish setting. Okay. Maybe a little retro, a little retro, but time ambiguous because it's talking mice. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I also want this to be stop motion, mainly because of the bus. I think that would work really cool. And I think yeah. uh, Studio Leica would do really well with something like this. Yeah. I reckon the mice wouldn't look exactly like they do in the book. They would probably be more closer to the house style, but still. Those little, those little talking mice. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to update this to 70s or 80s-ish, I would say. Yes. We're going to move it to, um, I mean, the setting is also ambiguous, but I assumed Britain because the author, Rodney Pepe, is British. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to move this to the States because car culture is definitely much more of a thing in the States. Yes. And we're going to, the, the, the unnamed town, we're going to metropolize it a little bit. It's basically the, the mice who live in the shoe. Oh, apparently there's a whole series of books about the mice who live in the shoe. So don't at me about the continuity. I only ever read Clockwork Bus. This is the only book of his that I know. It's the only one I've ever owned. My parents never sought it out for me. <laughs> I'm not digging through the bargain bins at Value Village the way I do for Anawars books. Yeah. Which I finally found the, the out-of-touch book. Okay. <laughs> so you know how on the Anawars books that had the little taglines on the top, and it's usually something like, change is good. Or change is unexpected, or oh man, yerks, just stuff like that. Well, yeah. the book I found it's the it's the first time it's the one where uh, Jake morphs into himself twenty years older because of the weird alternate future he wakes up in as part of a dream sequence. But the tagline is just "He's out of touch, you're out of time." <laughs> okay. And we are recording this on a Thursday, anyways. That has nothing yeah. to do with anything. So. Mice in the Clockwork Bus. The, the, old, the mice who live in the shoe, they are going to be part of, like, essentially a recently incorporated township into Mouse City, I guess it's called. Yeah. Uh, but like in the book, they have to rely on D-Rat and his rattletrap for bringing everyone into town, because all their jobs are in town. 
so much of the businesses have moved into the town. There's still a few little non-paw shops, but like if people have to go to school in Mouse City. They most of them go to work in Mouse City. The judge is judging in Mouse City. Okay. It's all, and it's all thanks to the mayor, an original character that I created, who's a shitty little mouse mayor. <laughs> ah. Because he's in the park of Big Auto, which is the other character who I've created, is a terrible mouse car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, I want to avoid falling into the animal stereotypes, um, but I also don't want to make this a metaphor for racism. I don't want yeah. to go with half-baked animal racism metaphors, cough, Zootopia, cough. Yeah. Which is, you know, it says a lot of interesting things until you apply it to animals, and it's like, oh yeah, but you have actual bioessentialism to worry about. Yeah. So yeah, so D-Rat is going to remain the only rat. Maybe he's not even a rat. Maybe he's just a really scraggly-looking mouse. Mm-hmm. Mice can look pretty rough. Yeah. Especially, like, you compare domestic mice to wild mice, but also you compare domestic rats to wild rats. Yeah. I'm also not going to be unpacking how they relate to the human society because it's a, a book and I'm, this isn't what this is about. <laughs> These yeah. are not the nits I'm picking. It's just a book for children. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've here's the thing. Like, I've wanted to um, bring this on the show for a while, but I had no idea what to do with it other than what if it was? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here's, here's a theme that we can, like, attach onto the book retroactively. We can use the trappings of the novel to address... Uh, this problem of modern society. So the rattle trap is the it's the terrible bus that everyone is has to use to get into the main town, and it's so terrible. And it's at the point where like everyone's like, should we get a car? Oh, but cars are like so expensive. Like it's it's yeah. a it's a hundred and fifty wedges of cheese. Yeah, because they're talking mice. You have to have a, a fun currency in talking mouse society. Yes. <laughs> We we have to take a we have to take a, a cheese out on this car instead of a lease. It's a cheese. I swear I swear I wasn't inspired by all of those mouse jokes on Tumblr because I don't find them that funny, but you know what? I guess this is the opportunity where we can put them all in. I guess. Exqueak me. <laughs> Squeaking of which, oh, goddamn! It's like that uh, that meow thing, <laughs> right? Meow. <laughs> it's like meow. Yeah, yeah. Stop that. No, okay. So rattle trap, bad. It's it's made of bad, and and he doesn't like these unwieldy mice. It's it's gonna like be has to be shot in just the way that it's like. Unless you go into it with the, with the mindset that D-Rat is supposed to be thim- sympathetic, you are going to think that it's just a shitty bus. But if you pay attention, you'll notice, like, yeah, the mice are kind of rowdy. And, like, why do all 40 of you think you can fit on a single roller skate? Yeah. But he's the only bus service, and he he can't, like, expand or anything. He ba- was only barely able to run the junkyard. But, and, like, maybe we'll see bits and pieces of him, like, trying to put stuff together. But he doesn't have the head for it. He doesn't have the mindset to, for engineering, unlike the mice in the shoe. Yeah. So, yeah, the the mice are forced with either we have to keep taking the rattle trap and it'd be late for everything, or we all buy cars. And then the mice in the shoe are like, aha, I have a great idea. We'll, we'll build our clockwork bus. 
So they go down to the junkyard and they're building it and D-Rat doesn't pay any attention because he already doesn't trust the mice. Like, much like in the book, he doesn't trust them from his left paw. Uh, but we're going to dig into that a little bit more. <laughs> and while they're building the bus, um, the, the car mouse, who needs a, a car mouse name? Mr. Mousta. <laughs> he goes zoom zoom. Uh, he gets word that they're building a new, better bus. And he's like, what? This is terrible. Because I have to be able to keep selling cars. Every mouse needs a car. You th we, we're going to have to get a whole bunch of terrible... It's like the style of the used car salesman, but he, he has the out of a used car salesman. But he's yeah. pushing the product of the new cars. Mm -hmm. look, at this, look at how many cup holders it's got. <laughs> Every mouse in your family should have a car. Even the baby. You can sync your phone to your car, but only this certain phone! Yeah, don't even fucking think about jailbreaking your car. <laughs> God. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> but yeah, but then the mice build their clockwork bus, and it's working, and it's good, and everyone in the little township loves it, and they all take a ride. Yay. Uh, and then D-Rat, like, he, he wheels up, and he's like, Ugh, really? Everyone's on the bus. That was my only source of income. Uh, but then, the littlest mouse. Let me double check what the littlest mouse is. I think it was Tim? Oh, it's Mick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mick is the little, the youngest of the mice family. Yeah. Or at the very least, the most precocious. He's gonna have the idea of building the bus, but he's not gonna do it to, like, put D-Rat out of business. It's like, then we have options! Even though they're in America, he's still gonna sound like a Dickensian orphan. <laughs> yes, of course. Even though he has a loving family in a shoe. But Mick will be like the only kid who still takes D-Rat's rattle trap. And he'll be like, Well, I was just thinking, since everyone else is on the clockwork bus, maybe I would give this a try and it won't be as crowded. And the clockwork bus is great and it gets everyone to school and work on time. But since there's only one person on the rattle trap, it gets him to school on time too. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, Whoa, Mick is on time? That's wild! Uh, but then, as they continue driving the bus, things are gonna get a little bit iffy. Like, they'll see junk scattered in the road. Or maybe they'll see someone trying to dig holes. And they're gonna assume it's D-Rat. And D-Rat's gonna be like, I've never done anything in my life. I don't know why I sound like this. Again, we're in America. I don't know, he just sounds like he... It's either that or the Brooklyn accent. Brooklyn Rage, I'm D-Rat. And I have a rattle crap bus myself. That went through every <laughs> single state. <laughs> that was like Brooklyn to Boston to Houston. To like Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so shenanigans, not shenanigans, sinister shenanigans are occurring directed towards the bus. And also like the crowd on the bus is getting a little rowdier. Like it was free on the first day, but now they're expecting it to be like inexpensive every day. And the the mouse the shoe family are like, but we we do need to get paid to do the upkeep of this. Yeah. And then when they get into town, a bunch of the city folk, all the city mices, city mices and country mices. Anyways, the city mices, they're all like, oh, cool, I love this bus. Hey, can you take me here? And can you take me here? And so poor poor grandma, who is Cloris Leachman still alive? No, she passed away last year. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah. Another cool old lady actress. 
Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. She's not she's not that old, but she does resemble my own grandmother, who also looks really good for her age. Cool. Speaking of when I was a child, one time we went out for lunch and I was like 10. And <laughs> the lady comes with the check and she's like, and it's so nice to see a little kid like you dining out with his mom. And my my grandma says, oh, thank you. And I say, mom, that's not my mom. That's my grandma. And then my you grandma goes, <laughs> my grandma goes, Tanner, you're not supposed to say that. And the waitress is laughing. <laughs> but then again, 10 year old. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years old. Oh! Anyways, as this is happening, and you know, Mick will hear about his family complain, and Grandma is starting to get a little bit bitter about having to drive the bus all the time. Mm-hmm. And Mick goes and visits his new friend, D Rat, in the junkyard. Perfectly normal child adult relations. It's the 80s. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Perfectly acceptable. <laughs> and and D-Rat is gonna, re- like, he's really like, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. And he's gonna reveal that the exact same thing happened to him. And he's gonna pull out an old photo of him dressed all nice as, like, the official town, uh, the D-Rat's taxi service <laughs> from, like, 20 years ago. Where, <clears throat> when the town only had, like, 20 people and you'd drive them around and for, like, an, an, an extra, an extra acorn or something... <laughs> He would pedal them all the way to the big city, which wasn't even that big back then. But when Mr. Melsta moved in and started selling all his cars, and everyone was getting cars, and he got forced out of the business, and then as the township grew, he had to take on more and more people, and eventually, like, people became, like, bitter with him because they didn't like his service, even though his he, did, he tried his best. He was trying his best, and they just couldn't appreciate him. <laughs> um, and then Mick is going to make the connection where it's like, wait, D-Rat forced you out of business so that people would buy his cars, and now he's going to try and do the same thing to the clockwork bus. <gasps> oh, no. But then as this is happening, someone's going to steal the we- the the key, not the wheels. He's, they're going to steal the key from the clock. And they're like, oh, no, we can't run the bus today. And also the rattle trap has been... To- oh, no. No, actually, I just got an idea. So someone steals the key, and they follow the, the foamy footprints... And it leads back to the junkyard, but it couldn't have been Mick because, or it could have been D-Rat because Mick was with him the whole night. But they still find him and they accuse him and they're going to smash the rattle trap. And it's going to be, no, the mob mentality struck again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they're going to do that and D-Rat's going to be furious and Mick is also going to be furious. And he's going to get up on a big spool thread (laughs) and he's going to be like, you... Are you guys nuts? Now we don't have any way of getting into town. <laughs> D-Rat used to run the only bus service for miles. He did out of the goodness of his heart. We didn't appreciate him. We never helped him when we should have. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to shame the mob. The mob isn't going to be sure what to do. And D-Rat's going to thank him and be like, ah, but there's nothing we can do now. And then the Shoe family is going to show up and like, hey, listen. Uh, we're, we're sorry that we, like, sp- spurned the mob up. We never wanted them to actually smash the rattle trap. We just wanted our key back. And, you know, we've searched the whole junkyard. Clearly it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you want some help rebuilding your rattle trap? And then the mouse, the, the shoe mouse family, they're gonna help them build a new rattle trap. And, like, Yay. it'll still be bicycle powered, but it'll be, like, 
six bicycles. It'll be like a, a chariot kind of scenario. Yeah. Like they'll find another roller skate. They'll find like another thing they can use as like a bridge and all that what, and they can fit a whole bunch of people in. And then they're gonna take this bus into the city, uh, and then they're gonna try and like figure. They're gonna the judge will like m- drop a warrant to like search. Uh, the, the Mick convinces the judge to drop a warrant to search Mister Mousta's uh car dealership. Yeah. And while they do that, they're going to, like, help the people realize the wonders of public transit. Because, like, remember how cool the clockwork bus was? Imagine if we had, like, a fleet of those. Yes. And imagine if they were funded by taxpayer money instead of everyone having to pay every day. Like, oh, I ran out of change, but it's okay. We, we just took a smidgen out of your income, and now the bus is funded for the year instead of you having to pay a dollar every day. Yes. Uh, and Mr. Mazda keeps on trying to convince people to buy his cars, uh, and then they find the key, and everyone's gasping. Um, and of course, this would never happen in real life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because first off, all the stuff the car dealership it's used to encourage more car-friendly cities and like cut funding to public transit—that all happens like behind a curtain. It's yeah. not like maniacal cartoon villain. But fortunately, this is a children's cartoon with a maniacal villain, so it works that way. Also. <laughs> Because the, the point of the Jones cartoon isn't to be realistic. The point of the Jones cartoon is to say this is what the world should be like and yes. you should put the effort in. Yes. Because odds are the 10-year-old watching this is not going to be shaming people into taking the bus more. Mm-hmm. But they are going to get it in their head that people should take the bus more. And yes. then they will go out into the world and maybe 20 years later, when they realize that shaming the mob doesn't work, then they'll see like, okay... I'll just do a new plan, because now I'm 20 years old, and I know how the world works a little bit better. Yes. Um, and, and like, yeah, at the end, they get the key back, and we'll see a montage of people, like, selling their cars back to Mr. Mousta, or, like, the, the, the shoe mice helping people, like, refurbish their cars into buses, and then, like, the, the people who used to drive to work all day, now they have time to just sit as part of their commute, and some of them can get jobs as the bus drivers instead. And so now not only... Do they get, like, uh, a tax break for donating their cars to the bus rec- bus construction service, but also <laughs> they get to earn money being the bus driver now. And everyone respects the bus drivers because they know the importance of public transit, and also there's enough to go around that the bus drivers aren't stressed out by the amount of people they have to drive around all day. Yeah. And it's great, and it's wonderful, and everyone's happy. Yay! The end. It's a children's movie! It's, I, I read the whole book because I knew I was going to need padding. <laughs> no, it's fine. Honestly, we could use some more shorter episodes. We don't have to stretch everything out into an hour. You know, that's true. But also we've been saying that for like the past year. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, we could use a few more long episodes. That's true. But tonight I did need a shorter episode because I need to yeah. figure out how to make garlic bread. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Um, but is there anything else you can think of for the mice and the clockwork bus? Just cool clockwork stuff and stop motion animation. Oh my god, that would be so adorable. Oh my god, little film mice. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> They'd probably, stylistically, that I'd probably want them to look like, I know Stuart Little was CGI, but he yeah. had like the, the, the mouse face and the, with the, with the, 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 the velvety fur. Looked really yeah. fucking good for that was nineteen ninety nine. I know. Or what are those? What what are those like little animal figurines that they're they're kind of felt 
Um, and there's this like cottage industry of people putting them in soap opera situations. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen them before. They're they're at toy stores. Oh, wait a second. I think I found it. <laughs> what are they called? Um, Calico Critters. Yeah. So yeah, I'll have it uh, like made by Studio Leica, but with like an aesthetic closer to Calico Critters. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, there's going to be stuff of their house style in there, but yeah, like just. Take that as a starting point for designs. I feel like Calico Critters and Playmobil occupy the same space. Yeah. Did you know they made a Playmobil movie? Really? Yeah. Huh. But it's also Jumanji. Okay. It's two kids get sucked into the Playmobil dimension. Okay, then. It stars Anya Taylor-Joy, Daniel Radcliffe, and Adam Lambert, and Megan Trainor. Oh my god, that is a... That is a group. And it's French. Oh, okay. Because I think Playmobil is also French. Oh no, Playmobil is German. It's it's an English-language French computer-animated adventure comedy film based on the German building toy. Playmobil. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, fucking wild. That's all I've got for these clockwork mice and the clock these these shoe mice and their clockwork bus. Anyways. Anyway, we'll we'll have longer episodes soon. We got a guest coming up. We do. We have a few guests coming up, and yeah. more that I got to talk to. You. Um, yeah. but before then, I'm gonna just wind up my clockwork friendship promo. Hey DJ, give me a Home Depot style beat. Hey Riley. Yeah, Andrew. What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking... Podcast where I call my grandma Jane and explain to her the plot of an anime. Podcast titled, Don't Listen to My Dad. The Lin-Manuel Miranda Epic Rap Battles of Mystery podcast. What if we call it The Podcast Minds? There but for the grace of pod go we. And it comes out every Friday. (laughs) Riley, I want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons. (laughs) What's the difference? (laughs) So, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart, and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they're pronounced EEK! You can also email us at notifyrebootyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your kind of wild combination of actors, production studios, and European toy companies. <laughs> That's also where you can send us a French or promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not If I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. As always, our cover art is by Alex Fierce, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by Sean Clake, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. So, Lindsay. So, Tanner. Before we get into all of the guests, you still have one more episode we can fit in, and then I feel like it's going to be like a guest-a-palooza situation. <laughs> okay. So... My hint for next week is get ready for the storm before the storm. Okay. We're going back to Rome. 
<laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to have to stuff in one of the history. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll blow that joint next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye.